ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Welcome to the first official episode of the Rambling Bout Wrestling Podcast. Where, you know, in case you were wondering what we're going to be doing, we're going to be Rambling Bout Wrestling. I'm your host, Nick Pearl. And first, let me, let me just get started off with this. What a beautiful morning it is. It is 7.40 a.m., the sun is shining, and I am sitting down in my basement in the dark. <laughs> no, but for real, for real though. Before we get started with this podcast, I just want to give you guys a little bit of background about who I am, in case you didn't know already. So, my name is Nick. I've been watching wrestling since apparently 2010. I thought I started 2011, but I started remembering things that happened before 2011, so I guess that means I started in 2010. Did I start on my own, my own power? Did I turn the TV on, say, oh, look, wrestling's on? No, that's not what happened. What actually happened is I didn't know anything about wrestling until one of my old neighbors, Christian, shout out to you, Christian, came outside and we just started playing with his wrestling action figures. This obsession stemmed from him. We used to go outside, we would play with these action figures all the time, and then he moved. <laughs> so he gives me this addiction and then just leaves me to suffer. These action figures, I remember the first action figure we got, it was around Christmas time, and it was a Batista. But the funniest thing is that I didn't know who Batista was. <laughs> it was just this action figure that I got, that we got. I don't even know if I got it or my brother got it. But I was like, who, who the hell is this guy? I don't know who Batista is. So this fact may make you wonder, well, what is Nick's first wrestling memory of watching on TV? What could it possibly be? You may think, oh, he must have been a, Nick must have been a huge fan of John Cena, Randy Orton, Edge, obviously not Batista. But no, you, if you're thinking any of those wrestlers, you're wrong. My first memory involves Sheamus, Vladimir Kozlov, and one of my favorite wrestlers of all time, Santino Morella. And the segment that I'm speaking of is a tea party in England. First of all, I feel that you and I, we got off to the wrong foot. And I want to be on the right foot. So we are going to have a tea party. Now we have green tea. We have ginger tea. Oh. Uh. <laughs> but we also have an autographed picture of Mr. T. <laughs> Do you take your tea dark or milky? Oh. <laughs> no, I, uh, no, no, no. I'm not, I am not trying to be smart at all. Apologize. I'm not referring when I say milky to the fact that you have no pigmentation. I'm not. No, no, people, you're not helping. Um, don't make him anger, please. Looking back at this segment now, it really feels like a fever dream. Santino was comedy gold, and he still is down in TNA Impact Wrestling. Sheamus is fantastic he deserves an intercontinental championship run but the only thing from this segment that i remember is santino calling seamus milky i don't remember anything else and now that i'm looking at it why was john morrison coming out was he feuding with seamus i don't know why did they have a tea party i, I could not tell you these things i don't know 
it's still freaking hilarious to me. And it is by far one of my favorite memories and the first memory that I've ever had in wrestling. Another memory that I have with wrestling takes place a little after the tea party around Christmas time. We had the MSG holiday tour. And this was the first ever live wrestling show that I went to. This took place December 27th, 2010. My two cousins, Kieran and Eamon, my brother Tim and I, actually got these tickets for Christmas from Santa Claus. So we were all very excited to go. I don't know if it was their first wrestling show, but I know it was mine and Tim's first show. So we were, we were really excited. We were hype as hell. We were actually worried that the show was going to get canceled because there was a massive snowstorm going on on this day. But we still went. Don't worry about the snow. We still went to the show. I think we saw Rowdy Roddy Piper there for a segment. Zack Ryder won a battle royal. Matt Cardona. He literally hid under the ring the whole time and then won it at the end. I think he got booed, but he's the hometown guy, so I don't really know what happened with that. He was a heel at the time, I think. But like I said, I didn't know who he was because I had just recently started watching and I didn't even know who Batista was. The only other thing that's of importance for this story is John Cena versus Wade Barrett in a steel cage match as the main event. My dad said, Nick, look, they're going to be shutting down the trains. I'm hearing that they're going to be shutting them down if the snow gets bad. I think we need to leave early. And, you know, knowing me, I'd never leave wrestling shows early unless, like, Everybody complains, but I was not dealing with that that day. That was my first ever live wrestling show. I said, Dad, I want to see John Cena versus Wade Barrett in this steel cage. I somehow convinced my dad to let us stay <laughs> for this match. We got up, we walked around, we saw the match end. Cena won naturally because you got to send the crowd home happy. Right as Wade Barrett loses this match, my dad gets a text saying that all the trains are shut down. I said, oh, great. We're stranded in Manhattan. We're stuck in Manhattan. What are we going to do? <laughs> so we leave MSG. There are piles of snow. The snow is just coming down so hard. We need to get a hotel, man. Like, otherwise, we're going to die out there. My dad's phone's about to die. It's like on like 5%. Luckily, there was, I don't even know what kind of store it was. I don't know if it was a Verizon or if it was just one of those, those little stores that are in the city. He's somehow able to get a phone charger so he can call all the hotels that are around to try and get us a room. And by some miracle, my dad was able to reach the Ace Hotel, I think it was called. They had two rooms available. So I said, all right, looks like we're walking to the Ace Hotel. Don't step in the yellow snow. And there was a lot of yellow snow in the city. And I can tell you right now, there were no dogs walking around at this time. So I could only imagine where this yellow snow was coming from. We had to walk at least an hour, maybe a little more than an hour, in this snowstorm, to get to this hotel that we had never been to before, we're overpaying for rooms. And my brother Tim, we had to be very careful with him, because he was not very tall. If he stepped into any snowdrift, he was gone. So there we are, walking through the city, just the six of us. Nobody else is out. No one's on the roads. All you see is snow and lights, and everybody's inside. Very smart of them to stay inside during a snowstorm, you know. But no, we gotta walk around. I don't even think we had gloves. We weren't anticipating walking, <laughs> so we were freaking cold. But eventually, we did make it to the hotel. We got our rooms, and I think we overpaid a little more for one of the rooms because there was a freaking guitar in there. Why would they have a random guitar in a hotel room? I could not give you the answer to that, but let me tell you, we played that thing 
and we did not know how to play the guitar. Stuck in Manhattan. Boogie down. Boogie down. <laughs> We're making the trek back to Penn Station. Guys, don't touch the snow. <laughs> Hopefully we can make it. So if you can't tell by these videos, yes, my dad did have a cold. No, he did not perform on the guitar in the video, but he did sing. So for that, dad, thank you. And I'm glad I'm able to bring this video back to life so I can give you the acknowledgement that you deserve for your talents. So before we start to wind down here, there's just a few more things that I want to add. For one, I've actually met a few wrestlers in real life. I met Zack Ryder when he was in the feud with John Cena and Kane in 2012. He had the neck brace on, and I thought that he was so hurt that this was actually going to get cancelled. I didn't know at the time that it was a storyline. I've also met Santino and Hornswoggle. They did a joint signing, which was really cool. And in case you were wondering, yes... Hornswoggle really is that small. I've also attended three wrestling pay-per-views. My first pay-per-view was WWE Evolution, the first and only WWE all-women's pay-per-view. That was a lot of fun. I lost my voice screaming for my girl, Tony. The second wrestling pay-per-view that I went to is Ring of Honor Death Before Dishonor in New Jersey. My cousin Eamon calls me one day and he goes, Yo, Nick, I'm going to the pay-per-view. I bought tickets for me and my boy. And I go... Bruh, why didn't you invite me? Obviously, I want to go too. He goes, nah, 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 don't worry about it. Nah, nah, nah. So, what did I do? I went, asked my friend Manny if he wanted to come to the show. I bought tickets for me and him to go. And we didn't tell Eamon about it. Eamon found out we were at the show when I sent him pictures of us sitting down at this pay-per-view. We didn't even meet up with him. But this pay-per-view was just so fun. And the main event, I think, has got to be the greatest main event that I've ever seen live. I can't believe they didn't have Willow win, but it's alright. I'll forgive them. Even though I was legitimately pissed, Athena is on the run of her life right now. And the third wrestling pay-per-view that I've been to just recently happened. It was AEW World's End. And we went with like a big group of eight people. It was just so much fun. Not really because of all the matches, because the matches were alright. But the fact that I went with this big group of people, and we had all my boys, we had a great section, it was just such a fun experience. And we got to watch Edge wrestle live. Not a lot of people could say that nowadays. He's winding down his career. It was just so much fun. My friend Velarde actually touched Edge. Edge jumped off the balcony in one of the spots. And I've never seen somebody run so fast to get there. Velarde got out of his seat, bolted over to the balcony, and he actually touched Edge. It, it was just... It's just insane to me. I've also been to a bunch of other live shows. I've been to Grand Slam three times, and I plan on going every single year until something stops me from going. I've been to many Monday Night Raws. I've been to one or two Friday Night Smackdowns. I've been to many Dynamites, and I've never been to a collision. I would love to go. If anybody wants to take me, I'm available. Any Saturday night, you let me know. I also watch every single Royal Rumble, every year. And I rank them from the worst rumble to the best rumble. And then I compare them. 
and I could tell you who's entered every rumble, how many times they've entered the rumble, who's won from each number at the rumble. Which brings me to the winner of this year's Royal Rumble, Cody Rhodes. I could not tell you what they're doing with him right now. I think he should still get Roman, but they should do Roman having two matches at Mania instead of just one. Roman and The Rock, that's a money match, don't get me wrong, but it should not be for the title. Cody should be going for the title. Roman and Rock should just be a specialty match. But that's neither here nor there. We're talking about me and my story, not Cody Rhodes' story. Speaking about stories, though, my favorite wrestler was a fantastic storyteller. And his name is Bray Wyatt. Anytime he was on the screen, I could not help but just drop everything that I was doing and watch. Every little thing that he said, every little movement that he did, it all meant something. I'm not saying he was the best in-ring worker, but his character work, there's nobody that could do it like him. Whether he was Bray Wyatt himself, The Fiend, The Muscle Man, Funhouse Wyatt, The Eater of Worlds, there were so many different characters that he could play, and he made them all completely different, which is incredible. Who else could you say, other than Mick Foley, that could do this? Nobody. Everything that he did meant something. Which is why he will always and forever be my favorite wrestler. You could ask anyone. I will geek out whenever I hear, We're really glad that you're our friends. I will never not stop what I'm doing and look up like I'm the freaking squirrel from Ice Age. With all of this being said... I think I've given you more than enough reason to tune into the Ramblin' About Wrestling podcast with me every single week. I am not going to talk about myself every single time, I promise you. But we will be getting into breaking news, wrestling match predictions, results, anything you could ever ask for starting next week. And I thank you all so much for listening to the first ever episode of this podcast. And if you happen to miss this, well... I'm going to tell you what you can do. You can go to any of your favorite streaming platforms and listen to it again. Or for the first time, I'm on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Pandora, iHeartRadio, Instagram. I'll be on YouTube. If you want it, I'm on it. So thank you again for listening, and I will see you all next week. Let's keep rambling, everybody. 